<laughs> the whole um, on three to record countdown just reminds me of It Takes Two. <laughs> Why? When we're doing certain things on It Takes Two, we're like... Oh, yeah. The, yeah, we have the timed time, bits. Yeah, the time bits. The time bits, but you messed up a little bit. I see. Assassinating me on the podcast. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I was actually on another podcast the other day on like a fantasy football one. You were on a podcast? I, I won like, because I listened to this football podcast and they wanted some listeners to come on and I, I put my name in the hat and they picked one of the three people. You're going behind my back? It's a football podcast. <laughs> Jay's on the floor, writhing in pain. <laughs> and it was, the, the guy listened to our podcast as well, so there's an extra listen. <laughs> and, um, I managed to, I, picked, I, I mentioned our, our podcast on the show as well, so we'll see if that, that bit of free marketing has boosted our numbers. I don't know about the football video game Venn diagram. I'm not sure about the cross yeah. section. Well, maybe it's maybe it's an untapped market. But anyway, um, should we rock and roll this episode? <laughs> yeah, let's rock and roll this episode. We're back, listeners. It's that time again. Another episode of I Don't Have Time to Game Anymore. We are your hosts. As always, I'm David Fandalski, and I'm joined by the master of collaboration. An expert at carbonation. He's no blood relation. It's Jay Francis George. All right, Jay. Woof, woof, pod dogs. Woof, woof. Woof, woof, indeed. How are you doing, Jay? Yeah, good. I haven't got one for you this month. No. I think that was a one-off. I did, en- I did enjoy it. I did enjoy hearing your little rendition last month. What is the carbonation bit about? I wasn't... Well, I just added that in. Basically, I look for words that rhyme with the particular word that I like. Okay, so it doesn't mean anything. It just well, you just know, words. Carbon. You know what carbonation is, though, right? Uh, it's like uh, making a drink. Say if you add added ca- oh, carbon okay. in a, in in water, they would make it fizzy. <laughs> I thought it was some kind of allusion to me farting or something, <laughs> no, or no. something crude, no. something crude like that. I guess you're adding like bubbles to it. I don't know if that's the official. Um, if you look up the dictionary, <laughs> but you know that's. Yeah. I know. Ca- okay. I know carbon. Well, enough of the science. <laughs> <laughs> I think the science is, is ended. All right. Well, Jay, this is a, a very special, <laughs> a very special episode. What I've called—I was trying to think of a name for this particular episode—but I'm going to call it the Bumper Game Explosion Edition. Okay. Is that because we've got a lot to talk about? Yeah, it is. We're actually going to be talking about a lot of games, new games in this episode, <laughs> different games. <laughs> so I know we're not known for talking about a lot of games, um, games that we've played and also games that quite recently have released um, a lot of new footage and new gameplay trailers. And me and you have been, you know, we've for once, I think we're on the pulse with a lot of these games that are coming out. I think part of that is the wave of excitement with owning next gen consoles as well. A nice little drop there to reassure the listeners that we're on trends. You've got a Series X, I've got a PS5. Yeah, this this is definitely the place to be, listeners, if you want to, you know, get your knowledge. <laughs> get your knowledge. But um, no, never before, I feel, that we've, we're going to have such a, an explosion of games. So quantity and the relentlessness of it. It's also, um, I was waiting for you, Dave, to ask me about how I was doing and, you know, what my personal life's like and things. Because is there something up? Up and coming is engaged a conflict of interest a conflict of interest because um it's my girlfriend's birthday on june the 15th okay okay does she want to be on the show (laughs) (laughs) that would be um that would be a surprise can you imagine there's like um you know a card on her birthday and there's like you know she thinks it's tickets to something like i don't know going back home to it it's an invite link (laughs) it's a calendar invite (laughs) 
like one of those encoded ones, you know, like the or, bitly ones. Or, so she doesn't know what it is. Yeah, or you um you announce a surprise. But you know when some new parents announce what sex of baby they're gonna have by like popping a balloon and it's either blue or red? Yeah. Maybe you pop a balloon in this just, <laughs> just a sound bite. I don't know if they could do that. If there's that technology in balloons, um if you're a balloon expert, you know, reach out. But you know, I mean like you pop the balloon and it goes, I don't have time to get <laughs> Oh yeah, do you remember we used to do that? Yeah. We used to go, I don't have time to do game anymore. Yeah. yeah okay. We, all times, all times. Yeah, we've come along. Anyway, so you've derailed me, yeah. but the conflict of interest is June the fifteenth of birthday. Yeah. Shout, out Shout out if she ever listens to this. And uh, she won't. <laughs> but, um, the funny thing is, so she said to me, oh, um, yeah, I really want to go on like a weekend trip in the UK somewhere. Let's go to the Cotswolds. Anyway, so she said, uh, yeah, can we go the weekend before my birthday? So her birthday is on the 15th, which is, I don't know, Wednesday or something. And the weekend before is the 11th of June. Okay. So I looked at my calendar. Yeah. And my face dropped because the 11th of June is the release date for the Ratchet and Clank game. <laughs> the new Ratchet and Clank King, which I've pre-ordered. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go away that weekend thinking that is my weekend of gaming gone. Yeah. In a blink of an eye. Yeah. I, I don't know how you could even get out of it. I mean, first of all, could you bring it, your PlayStation? That's a definite no. <laughs> The only thing I could think of is as she was like, oh, well, we can go on the Friday night. So that it comes out on the Friday. Yeah. So there's me thinking, oh, I'm just going to game all day on Friday, just to cram as many hours yeah. as I can yeah. in before we, before we leave in the car. And then the other day she goes, should I take the day off Friday? And, you know, we leave lunchtime or something. There's like a conflict of interest again on my face. And he's thinking, no. Jay's smiling, but he's like, you know, not, not fully embracing the, um, the smile. It's a broken smile. Yeah, I mean, if you did take your PS5, you could, you know, if you really had a busy day in the Cotswold and really made her tired, <laughs> you know, like, you start, like, taking her up mountains and stuff, and you're like, we gotta run! We gotta... <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I heard it's even better, the experience of the Cotswolds, when you're doing it running around and then doing exercises and stuff. Uh, I'm behind her with, like, a blow dart <laughs> tranquilizing her. <laughs> Yeah, and then she's like, she's knocked out on some like Highland moor and, well, not the Highlands, but you know, have you seen one of those? Like I said, I've seen some of those like adverts for like, you know, they, it's like a portable PlayStation where it's, it's in a briefcase and you open it up and it's got the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be desperate. You look like Hitman on, on the top of the hill opening the thing. <laughs> she wakes up all blurry. She sees you playing something. She's like, Jay, do you just put another dart in her? <laughs> Oh, well, that is a predicament. Um, I guess you're just going to have to... It doesn't need to be analysed. That's it. Yeah. That's how much we've been gaming that it is starting to interfere it, with the personal life. It is a sad tale. That's a sad tale, Jay. But anyway, get ready, listeners, for the Bumper Game Explosion Edition. Grab your favourite beverage and bra- brace yourself for the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> So first of all, Jay, let's update the listeners on, I think the past few months, we've been talking about your playthrough of Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Where are you at with that, Jay? I finished it. No. I finished it. I didn't even know you finished it. I know you were near the end. I know there was a few, there was a few boss battle frustrations, right? What was the final boss like, you know, without giving away any spoilers? Was it, uh, you know, was it a tough boss? Was it something that was like you were quite underwhelmed with at the end? It was tough. It was tough. And it was mostly the boss battles that were tough. So there's only normal, there's only normal and hardcore, right? Hardcore is hard, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, well, 
when you complete the game, you get like a, another difficulty unlocked. But I'm not going to be replaying it. It's not. It's not a replayable game. Would you say? You can do game plus like you normally can, but there's so many other games to play now that I'm done with it. I mean, it's a funny thing, isn't it? The fact that I always feel. I guess you feel the same. Like if you play some games, I guess it's some games you have to do your research. But if you play on normal, you feel like you're cheating yourself a bit. Even though, is it really less of an experience? You know, when you play on normal. I think with Resident Evil Eight, it definitely increased the feeling of survival horror playing on hardcore, and I would play it on hardcore for that reason. It's tense if you play on hardcore, and you are always like scrambling around for ammo and things. That makes it even more tense because there was quite a few bits in the game where I just had my fucking knife and I was running around. Basically, I had to run away from a few fights. Well, that seems to be the a bit of a trend in in horror games. You know, under resourced um, and over attacked for anyone i mean i'm still probably gonna get it at some stage would you say it's a scary game then or an action or a bit of both well i hear that they they toned it down a little bit from res 7 because i think people complained that res 7 was too too horror so there's bits in res 8 where you kind of get a breather it's still it's tense but it's not it's not so tense that it's unenjoyable right you said there was that one section right yeah, there was there was one section which you won't have to go far on the internet to find it. But I didn't know about it until I got to it and fucking hell. Is yeah, it, I was like shitting myself on that bit. Shit your pants scary, is it? Yeah, we can't really see anything. You can just hear things behind you and you're sort of scrambling around and you don't know. You've never seen the monster. You can just hear it. Oh, so and that's so the worst. you don't know. Yeah. You don't know its deadliness, really. Right. And you're imagining all sorts, right? Is it the nemesis? You probably prefer the nemesis. He wasn't that scary, really. And he had a bit of a, a lisp. He has a lisp. Um, is a lisp. Didn't he talk a bit funny? I, I don't know. I, this is yeah. news to well, me. I've never. Well, he was. He was. He was very experimented on, right? So he was probably he was fucked up a bit. So he probably had the lisp. <laughs> <laughs> the odds are strong for yeah. him having a lisp. Yeah, all those mice that they they experiment on this year with. Well, mice don't speak, but you know they probably have like a slight. Um, lisp. lisp. Um, <laughs> for the listeners, is this the best Resident Evil game you've played, do you think? And you've played no, them all, no. I guess, apart from no. 7? I've only played 4 and 5, I think, properly. I've only completed 4 and 5. 4 is the one that people hold in the highest regard. So does it beat 4 from what you remember? From- no. No. Okay. I mean, all the criticisms I've seen leveled at it are fair. I would say the first three quarters of the game are amazing i loved them they were like nine out of ten wow. 10 out of 10 experience but the last the last section of the game brings it down quite a bit what did they get wrong with it then um they were they were trying to change the pace i think towards the end of the game but it became so far away from resident evil so out of touch with the survival horror kind of feel that they should be going for i just feel like they were trying to throw too much at the wall and hoping it would stick and it didn't for our listeners a, a game we would recommend yeah, I would definitely recommend you play it. I'd give it eight? a J 8 out of 10 score. 8. Would you say it's a next-gen experience for those with new consoles? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It looks amazing. Okay. Well, with J completed now, that concludes our Resident Evil Village updates now for a while, unless I get on the bandwagon. But yeah. there was another game that me and Jay were both playing at the time Jay was um, doing his Resident Evil run-through, and that is the co-op game It Takes Two which caught me by surprise because, it, you know, I was expecting it to be good, but 
I think it's been elevated to a very high level. And I think the standard now for what I want from a co-op game has been elevated. Yeah, it's definitely, it took me by surprise as well, because we played A Way Out, didn't we? It wasn't great. It wasn't great. No, it was really average. Whereas this just feels like a, a different studio making this. Right. I tried to like it. It's a way out um, because, I mean, it, you know, it was another co-op game. It had a good premise to it, but I feel like the overall execution of it was a bit clunky. And I don't know if that was also the fact that it's quite an old game and we're going into it with like next gen filters on, you know, wanting something a bit more. But I thought even the mini games and like the the co-op aspects were quite primitive as well in a way out mm. whereas it takes two they really brought a level of imagination to how you can um, cooperate with the other person yeah it takes two is brilliant probably the best co-op game i've ever played it was definitely a nine out of ten for me if not even a 10 out of 10 considering it was a co-op game yeah loved it absolutely loved it yeah also it's long isn't it it is it's very long like i was always expecting it to you know finish up and they always just kept on going but i found there was, you know, one or two levels that were not as strong as the others, but I think overall, considering the length of the game, I always felt they were introducing us to something new with different mechanics. I mean, and the, the stuff is absolute bonkers, right? Like you're fighting a giant squirrel, you're, um, you know, riding some frogs. Also, the weaker levels were still great. Oh, they were still great. They just weren't like knocking out the park like the other ones were. And there's only, I could only think of two levels that weren't knocking out the park, but the rest of them were just flawless really right and that was my question like is this the best co-op game ever and i would have to say yes like before this game yeah for me i still remember the glory days of splinter cell and it does come it is close between those two because i do have very fond memories of i I think it was the last splinter cell that was like they picked up the co-op blacklist yeah and that was very blacklist that was was very fun especially the mode where we had to like take take out all the the enemies in the area co-op game that was pretty good yeah you know, I think what they got right with it takes two personally is, you know, I was impressed. I was playing it on a base PS4. Hats off to the developers, like we said in previous podcasts. The fact that I can play it without owning the game, only one of us needs to own it, and it's cross gen, right? Yeah. Is, you know, something to be commended. The graphics blew me away on, on the PS4. You know, it was a little bit jittery in parts, but I could only imagine what you were looking at on your PS5. I think the art direction was really strong as well. Right. It was just very eye popping and very. Very interesting to look at, and all the areas felt unique. Any criticisms, Jay? Oh, we didn't like the girl, did we? No, the acting. The acting. The acting was a mixed bag. Yeah, she wasn't very good, but the... um... Also, the voice of the little girl is a grown woman, which I found a bit pathetic, to be quite honest. Yeah. Actually, I'm changing my criticism. (laughs) I say little girl, inverted commas, the woman playing the little girl, which is ridiculous. Which is good, because you're not criticising a child's um, acting skills. No, no, I'm not going to make a child cry. No. It was a woman. You want, she should be playing. She should be crying. You know, like how, how white people shouldn't be playing black people. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Well, fully grown women shouldn't be playing little girls in video games. There you go. You hit it first. So um, hopefully this, you know, I'm not sure the, the sales of this game. I'm not saying that's the, <laughs> I'm not saying that's an equivalent. I'm not saying that's, <laughs> no, I don't want to back myself into a corner. Oh, Jay's trying to compare black and white yeah. with, you know. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's equivalent. No. I'm just saying no. by the same token, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. It's wrong. So if you're listening, that you know, for the next game, and hopefully they, you know, he's done two games now that have been co-op based. Is this going to, hopefully it's going to encourage a lot more 
developers and uh, you know and game companies to take a chance on on co-op games because god we've been starving haven't we jay you know and now it's time hopefully there's we've a been starving hopefully there's a feast ahead of us now with the success of it takes two so if you if you are on the fence <laughs> with it takes two i mean you need someone to play it with that's also you know you can't play it on your own i'm afraid so you do need someone to play the game with you can't it's not a solo experience. <laughs> no, let's just abandon this it's like going into such detail <laughs> no it's true. i think they know it's a co-op game okay okay so um let's just quickly move on now before we go on to games that are actually coming out in the future i just want to um quickly i've been actually um taking a little dabble in a few of the game pass games i know you you think i'm some game pass noob noob well not noob but no i'm not noob i'm a i'm an expert at the game pass i've downloaded a few of the game pass games and i've been the good thing about the game pass is i'm just like you know jumping into a little bit of it and i can just chuck it away if i want without any consequence so i did download and play a few games so i'm just gonna this could be dave's hot takes from the game pass um i downloaded now see if you've heard any of these games jay new game that just came out man eater do you know what that's about first before i say isn't that an old game no it's not it's Oh, that's the shark game. That's the shark game. Yeah, it came out recently on Game Pass, and I was just interested. That by was on it. PS Plus. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah, it's got a few, you know, average reviews. But I was just interested to play as the shark, really, and just see how, you know, as the only thing I can think of that was similar was Echo the Dolphin on the Dreamcast. <laughs> the different side of the coin, isn't it? Yeah, played as a dolphin. Yeah, than... right, right, right. The dolphin was more of a helpful animal, whereas the shark is is more destruction. And I did have a lot of fun being the shark. You start off, you, you know, I'm just going around. <laughs> it's very, very 2020. Yeah. <laughs> the 2020 shark. I'm just going around eating people, smashing up boats, eating fish and stuff. But after about 10 minutes, it got a bit samey. And I don't know what I was expecting. There's not going to be any deep story to it. A bit like the Destruction Derby. Yeah, the it was just like, okay, this is fun for a second. But I've binned it now. It's going to go. The other game I've played is SnowRunner which if you're not familiar with is a game just on the if you just describe it as basically just being a truck driver in real life it doesn't <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it it. doesn't do it justice but they the environments <laughs> are like um there's one in Alaska and they're just real harsh environments so you're taking your truck through mud through swamps through snow through What's the goal? Are you a delivery driver or something you need to logistics? Yeah, sort of. You're just having you, you, a laugh. You're um, delivering, like one mission had me delivering the materials for a bridge and I had to go to the lumber yard and it was a very slow paced game, but I really liked the, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a driving game. It's, it's also like a bit of a puzzle game trying Risk to- Risk assessment. Trying to, yeah, trying to navigate the environment and working out, can your truck make it up that big dirt ditch? Um, or is it going to get stuck and then you have to winch yourself out? So that's that's mm-hmm. you know that's going to stay on Game Pass. That's going to stay on my my console for now. I'm still going to play that. I also dabbled in. <laughs> Could you be a truck driver in real life, Jay? Do you think? Uh, you know what? I've often thought of these jobs where I'd like to do them for like a day. Like I'd like to be um, pizza driver for a day, like on the scooters, like weaving in and out of traffic. Not all of them have scooters. You know that, right? Like some of them just have to use their own cars, which is not as sexy as the scooter. I know, but if I was applying for the job, my application <laughs> form would say I'm not <laughs> I'm not accepting the offer unless you give me a scooter. For, and then I'm gonna quit after a day. <laughs> I wanna I want a scooter and then when when the clock strikes twelve, <laughs> the resignation letter comes through. Um yeah, I don't know about life as a truck driver. I mean it's quite a lonely life, I guess, right? I mean a lot of time for gaming, I guess. What if you had a woman truck driver sat next to you? Or a man. 
don't know where you're getting at here, but <laughs> no. If you t- if you took someone around in a cabin with you and they could live there, sort of. Are you talking about you know, a, as you go on your journeys? Are you talking about having a sex slave? <laughs> <laughs> no, just some company. Oh, okay. Just some company. <laughs> Lost someone chained up to your dashboard. <laughs> We're go- we're go- <laughs> you, you have a go at every now and again. <laughs> we're going to Minnesota today. You know, the- <laughs> going to Alaska. It's, it's a long you trail to Alaska. You smile eight hours. <laughs> God. Uh, you could tell me what, what music station should be. <laughs> um, you wanna- play with the dice. <laughs> play with the dice. They always have the dice. <laughs> Okay, one of the games, one of the games, this is Game Explosion, Game Explosion. Um, I played, I had a quick go near Automata, which I know I, I remember bigging up to you, Jay. Well, that yeah. enthusiasm fell by, the has, has fell by the wayside, right. <laughs> it has fallen. It started off as like a, like a top-down shooter, and then it moved into like a bit of, um, almost like a Devil May Cry feel. But then I found the, the way the, the person moved very clunky after a long period of time. And I think it's quite an old game, so the fact that I felt it was quite dated (laughs) caught up with it. I have to say, it does affect things now. But I started playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which ironically, on Game Pass, has got the FPS boost, you know, the new frames per second boost for the Series X? Yeah. Do you know about that? Yeah, but you don't have it. You don't have a Series X. No, no, no. So I'll just explain for the listeners. So basically some older games, because they're running on newer hardware, uh, Microsoft has enabled this thing where they'll automatically get access to more power. So they'll run at a smoother rate. Right. And, you know, 60 frames a second rather than 30. So on the Xbox, Shadow of the Tomb Raider gets access to that because I think it's like a, an automatic thing. But on the PlayStation, so I had it on PS Plus. Right. It's still like, you know, 1440p or whatever. It's just an old spec. And having had the luxury of playing all like, you know, fully spec'd games for the PS5 on the 4K TV. Right. I'm not prepared to accept anything less anymore. No. Um, I've just been that off purely on the fact that it's not modern enough. Right. So, uh, it feels like now, because we're like, me and you've actually got the next gen consoles, it's like having a, mem- a memory foam mattress. Yeah. You know, it, it, you feel very And then comfort- going back to sleeping on, on the floor. In the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't compare. It just felt dated. And I just, I was holding that against it all the time. I thought, I'm not enjoying this. And that's the good thing with the Game Pass. It got binned. So I just, no. Binned. Binned. Um, and the last game I'm playing now, which is the one I'm sticking with, I can't believe I didn't play this sooner on the Xbox Series X because it looks lush. Lush. And that's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Because remember, I played the original Ori and the Blind yeah. Forest. And this is a very good looking game. And it's got options to have it in. But I'm playing it in like a 6K mode, which is weird. 6K? Yeah. But that can't be... But you've only got a 4K TV. How does that work? I don't know, but it works. It definitely looks better. There's like two options. There's like 120 frames per second mode and a um, 6K mode or something. Uh, but... So one or the other. Yeah. So you've dropped the frame rate, for, basically. I've dropped the frame rate for a better looking game. And I, I think I prefer it because I don't really notice. I didn't notice it as much. Well, they did say that uh, the jump between 60 and 120 frames per second isn't as noticeable. I think 60 for me now is like bare minimum. Oh, I, yeah. I can't deal with 30 frames per second games anymore. A good example, right, is I know we're going to talk about this, but let's get onto it now. 
the new trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn yes. Forbidden West. Yes. Okay. Let's jump into that. Yeah, so we've done the games for that we've played. Just imagine this now you close your eyes, you're you're in a vortex of, You're in a truck. You're in a truck. <laughs> you're in a truck and it, yeah, and he's and the truck driver's going, We're going to the future and then lights start, you know, electric. It's like it's like back to the future, right? Electric starts going. Yeah. What what do they say? Uh where we're going, you don't need wheels or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was having my little rant about 60 frames per second, right? But with the new Horizon Zero Dawn, it's not clear whether there's going to be a 60 frames per second mode because... What the fuck? They haven't said whether there's going to be like a, you know, performance mode as they call it these days. I thought all next-gen games were going to be 60 frames per second. Is that not the case or have I just been, you know, grossly misinformed? Yeah, a lot of them, they have two different modes. We've talked about this before. You either get like a full 4K output at 30 frames per second or you get 60 frames per second, and there's always some kind of hit. So, for example, with Resident Evil, ray tracing is turned off if you want 60 frames a second, or sometimes it's a slightly lower resolution. But in my opinion, the payoff is always worth it, always worth it. And also with ray tracing, I'm not even sure if it's that much better. It's just more accurate lighting rather than better lighting. Anyway, rant over. You if it's not 30 frames per second, that's going to jeopardize my buying decision. I'm putting it out there now. So are many games, I mean, just thinking now, are many games going to incorporate 120 frames per second? No. So 120 frames per second Halo is, is mostly right? for, Halo. for multiplayer. That's the only kind of place where it's really worth it. And even then, you're going to take a hit somewhere. Yeah. But for me, 60 is enough. Having said that, multiplayer, if you can get an advantage, right. you, I think you and I might do it. I mean, I, I looked at the um, Forbidden West trailer. I didn't even notice. I mean, I, I guess I would have to have 30 frames. You can't 60 notice frames. on the trailer. You can't notice on the trailer, but when you're playing, you'll notice. Yeah. I mean, because I remember you saying you played God of War in a higher 60 frames per second, and it was a, a big, it's big a difference. Game. It's a different game. The trailer, though, um, you've seen the trailer, Jay? Yeah. Looked very nice, I must say. Yeah. I mean, and that's coming from someone who's not a big... I mean, Horizon, the first one, Horizon Zero Dawn, was a very nice looking game. And when when I first played it, I was like, wow, you know, it was one of those, you know, you're blown away by the graphics. But and this is no different. I mean, I kind of like the way it's going. It seems like there's going to be more, you know, of the new world, I guess, with like, you know, burnt, you know, not burnt out cars, but, you know, there's like cars and decrepit buildings and stuff mm. like that, which I like. There's going to be more of that. Um, it looks like it's going to be, you know, sim- similar gameplay. It looks like there was more variety to me. A lot more traversal differences and um, a lot more dynamic. Yeah, which I appreciate. And I think, I'm not sure in the original if you could go underwater. I don't think so, because I noticed there was a really... I don't think you could go under. No, there was a really cool underwater section. So obviously that opens more dinosaur, you know, probably shit your pants, massive crocodile, 20-foot crocodile things. But it's definitely something that, you know, is draw-dropping to look at. Whether it's going to be enough of a change for me to... So, I mean, I don't have a PS5 at the moment, so I mean, like, it's all... Yeah, but you think you're going to get one eventually, Oh, I will you? get it's one. There's too many exclusives. It's too many. At some point, I will get one. Did you notice, I know we talked about this briefly over text, um, they've changed. Is it they've changed? Is it Alloy? Is that how I pronounce it? I always forget how. It's Aloy. Aloy. It's Aloy. Aloy. It, it looks like Alloy, but it's yeah. Aloy, yeah. Aloy's appearance, slightly, right? Um, well, I found this very interesting from a, uh, I guess, the societal point of view. Because they've aged her for sure. Well, they've aged yeah. her. So she looks like more, she's more in her 30s now or late 20s. Right. Rather than, I guess, she was quite young in the first one. Oh, yeah. 
early 20s. And also, I think I think it's only really been possible with the latest technology, like the amount of detail they can add to the faces. Well, like wrinkles and stuff. Yeah, you can see, like, there's... She doesn't look old, but... She has a double chin? You know what? No, well, she was always... I think that the thing is, as a female character, she has a lot of um, imperfections that you would normally never see with a female character. Yeah. And because I said to you on over text, I said, it's really unusual to see a female have all these like flawed um yeah. appearances good example is right uh with uncharted 4 yeah drake is old yeah when was the last time you saw an old protagonist That's that was true. a female character i can't think of one i can't think of one right because laura croft no matter how many games she has seems laura to be- croft laura <laughs> <laughs> Laura. Laura. That's, the, that's the knockoff. You're right, Laura. The, the knockoff version. <laughs> knockoff version on the Neo Geo or whatever. Um, no, Laura Croft always, I mean, how many games she had, but she's never like an older, like she's always in the No, she's prime still shape. very young, isn't she? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what? It's, I, I like it. I like the way they're going with it. I think it adds more personality to the character to mm. have like, you know, I agree. like a perfect you know, not, not not necessarily perfect, but like what everyone perceives to be as perfect. Not flawless not skin. Not flawless skin. Right, right. And I like that. Like, I think it adds a level of authenticity to the game. Though if she's older, I mean, you know, I'm in my 30s now. I don't know how she's still running around and spinning on things. Well, and... I think she's still relatively young. It's just yeah. you can see the imperfections. <laughs> so even I, I noticed that. You don't wanna... <laughs> no, I noticed she has, she has like, you know, some people have like very light hair on their face, mm-hmm. like facial hair. Mm-hmm. I noticed they've added that. It's not like she's a hairy faced woman. Or like but... a wisp of grey, a wisp of grey, like a few grey hairs. Like I, I swear like Sam Fisher in his latest, ge- you know, his last games might have had like a wisp, like an old man wisp. He was old. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm sure, that, I, I guess the new Indiana Jones game as well, when that comes out, will we'll have that similar sort of vibe. But it is mm-hmm. very, I mean, they don't want to take it to the extreme, right, with age and like, they don't want to like, you know, she starts spinning round and she like pulls her hip or something or, you know, you don't want it to be too old. No, got like a truck of Medipacks behind them <laughs> for every occasion. Every day when you wake up after the campfire, you have like a, um, a little plastic thing with your, your, your tablets for the day, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> you have to like take them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the other game that actually like i said there's been a lot of um game trailers coming out recently dying light 2 apparently it's launching in december are we expecting it to be much of a different game i mean from what i've seen from the trailer it looks very similar just you know again a very nice looking game but i guess if you liked the original you're gonna like this one a lot it's it's not gonna do anything different um, it's just gonna look a lot better i guess that wasn't my take i no. thought they were trying to make it different because the one thing i noticed about the first dying light it all felt a bit jaded it felt a bit worn out and there was no real variety in it whereas i think they're trying hard on this one to have more variety yeah i think it could be good i'm not saying it's gonna be like a 10 out of 10 but it could be if they build on the first one well i remember when we first played the first one there was a lot like a, a, a lot that we liked about it i mean none more so than the parker element of jumping on buildings. They they seem to have nailed that. I thought that was the only thing we liked. Yeah, it was the only thing we liked. But <laughs> I think, like you said, if they do add a bit more variety, like I didn't necessarily see that variety. I think you might have been done in by some smokes and mirrors, like trailers. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> <laughs> Naive. <laughs> Jay's smiling. Just he's like got a his, child. Jay's smiling. He got his 60 bucks out as he's watching the trailer. <laughs> 
I'm not convinced that it's going to be a totally different game. I think they're going to try and get you with the new new gen next gen visuals, and there's going to be a lot of tasks <laughs> that are going to be repetitive. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a maybe. The deal's not sealed no, for sure. No. Have you ever tried Parker J? In real life? Yeah. Nah. I've seen too many people die with shit like that. I'm people not die? Well, scaling rooftops and things. It's yeah. quite dangerous. Well, maybe just start low. Like, you know, if you go around your street, just jump on the um you know, on the on the wall at the front of the house. <laughs> yeah. With the machete out. And they just do, you know, roly polies off them and stuff and just, you know, jump on their trash cans and stuff like that. Yeah. So you roll with it. Um, the other trailer that also came out, Far Cry 6. I mean, are they just going to keep adding the number on? Yeah. I mean, it seems like, like, I feel like it gets to a certain stage where they just need to, like, start again. Reset. Reset. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I'm actually less excited about this than I am Dying Light 2. Because at least Dying Light 2 has some... Right. ISP, yeah. what's they call it? Far Cry seems to be the same old thing, right? Like, there's always a fucked up island. USP. US, yeah. There's always a fucked up island, and they always slightly change the island. You know, is it a mountain? Is it a, a, a jungle? And they just keep flip-flopping between the two. Did you see the weapons, though? The oh, weapons yeah. were pretty cool. Did you see the one that played the Macarena? It was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, very, very inventive. You know what? Far Cry does the same to me every time. You know, imagine... They hook you in. Imagine an old girlfriend that, you know, she's got your number, she knows what you like. And then she comes round, you know, showing her ways, and you're done. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like they sucker me in every single time with the trailer because I think looks gorgeous. The variety of like, oh, you can do it your own way, you know, you can do any yeah. do the missions in any order. It's like basically they're saying it's what I want from every fucking game. Like, it's like a, an open map. I can play it however I want. It's a shoot 'em up. It's, it looks great. We played Far Cry 5 and we loved it at the start. And then again, it just got a bit repetitive. And I feel like they're just very good at making trailers. Because. <laughs> <laughs> no, would you get. Is there yeah, anything it on it? just is be a there, trailer company. No, but is there anything on that trailer that you think this is going to be anything different than a Far Cry game? Well, the, the weapon variety, I've, I've never seen them do that before. Have you? With all the different weapons. That did look no, different. No. You're right. And the variety of the environments looked like they upped that. Because Far Cry 5 was just a fucking island. and It was, it was all the same. But as you say, I think I'm just being suckered in. Yeah. Even just hearing myself talk about it. Right. And there's the, the villain, the main villain is the chicken guy, isn't he? From um... <laughs> Breaking Bad. Yeah. The guy who owns the chicken company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they always get someone. Gus Fring. Gus, yeah. So he's going to be in there. I mean, he must be. I think he's struggling though. Not financially, but. I feel like he doesn't really... Whenever I've seen him in things, he hasn't been the same. You know, I think that was his peak in Breaking Bad. You can Bad. only play that character once, really. <laughs> and he plays you? it every single time. So, I mean... Yeah, I know. You know... The menace is wearing off. Yeah, like, I already know... Yeah, right. He's like, you know, if you play the same record over and over again, you're going to get bored with it. And I'm bored with it. <laughs> what an analogy. <laughs> No, but you know, you, it's a broken you know, record. You, you, I, I, you know, you, you first listen to that song. It's like, oh, this is great, and then you, you listen to it five hundred times. It's like oh, I'm, I want something new now, and that's what I like. How uh, you diversify in the metaphors. There's no Indian <laughs> takeaways this episode. No, but if it was an Indian takeaway, he would be like, um, you know, if we're, if you want me to go down that that road, an onion bhaji. Yeah, <laughs> you've had over and over again. No, yeah, right, an onion bhaji, but the chef keeps making it and making it and making it. And then he gets bored, and the the, the onion barge. You know, like I like it. I like it to be crisp. So I feel like he's it, yeah. it's soggy. He's using the same oil. He's using the same, same oil. oil. 
he is a person stinks of onion parties. <laughs> just like a walking stink bomb of onion parties. And no one wants to go near him. No, no one wants exactly. to touch him. Even though the first time I had that onion bargy, it was the best onion bargy I've had. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, the last game I did want to m- mention, just because um, I know we actually, we touched on it before, is, is Ratchet and Clank. The fact that you've pre-ordered it and now uh, Philly sort of messed it up for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess a good palate cleanser for you coming from Resident Evil to <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, you know, <laughs> talk about different experiences. But again, I, I feel like you're playing a lot of animation games recently, like that sort of... Well, I've just played Resident Evil. No, so no, yeah. <laughs> no you play Crash Bandicoot and um, you've played... I do enjoy the platformers, if that's what you're trying to get at. Right, right. From what I've read from the previews, this is going to have... A, a bit more mature story as well, so that that'll be interesting to see how that well pans out. Insomniac is a first first rate game developer now, aren't yeah. they? And you've seen that in the last few games. I mean, Spider Man, how you can resist that, Dave? Especially Miles Morales was fucking awesome. Well, I think on my definitely play that when you get PS Five. Yeah, like my hit list. I think my hit list for PS Five. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. At the moment, when I get a PS Five, the first game I'm going to play is Last of Us Two: The Enhanced. Yeah, yeah. Then I'd like to play... What are the other options? <laughs> <laughs> Miles Morales. I'd play that before I played God of War Enhanced. Yeah, that's the order I would do it in. But that's three games you've got that are all top rate. Yeah. And also that have all got PS5 enhancements. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I'm a lucky man. <laughs> I'm a lucky man. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous in a way. I'm jealous. Yeah, but you've got the Xbox as well. You've got Game Pass. To, to yeah, but what, what am I going to play? Ori in Ori. the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, what is a wisp? That's, that's it. That's what, that's it. what is a wisp anyway? I, that's what I was wondering. Like, I thought a wisp of hair is just wisp. a little bit of wisp of hair. You know, I think that's. Yeah, just... I think it's like a, you know, a bit of thin air kind of thing. Yeah. It's not, not much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we've actually come to the end of our long list of game explosions. Is there any other games that we forgot about, Jay? Oh, there was Returnal, but neither yeah, of us have played that. No. So last thoughts from Jay, just a quick, a quick take from Jay. The PS5 outsold the Xbox Series X by more than double in Q1 2021. Not surprised. Not surprised. Um, Microsoft has screwed themselves. It's not even like a branding thing. It's, they've objectively made things worse for themselves. What have they got? What game have they got that I want you know to what, buy though? an Xbox you know what, for? Though? You know what, though? Even though that may be the case, I still think Xbox is making a killing with their Game Pass subscriptions. I bet. Yeah, I bet. You play, the amount... They're all mediocre games no. that I don't want to play. Every, what do I want to play? Every, every first, Ori is the only game. Every I want to play. first party Xbox game is going to be coming to, and Bethesda is going to be coming to the Xbox. So yeah, when that happens, I'm sure it'd be great. But we're still waiting. Yeah, but you know, they haven't got anything. The... Also, Sony have got 35 exclusive games in development at the moment. Yeah. Those who wait get the fat, juicy worm. Those who rush in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> get a get a young worm. I don't know. Get a really small worm. Yeah. Um, I think good things that come to those that wait. <laughs> it's a better phrase. Okay, so that brings us to the end. Jay, as always, if any listeners want to get in touch with us, you know how can they do so? Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet us at idxttga, or you can. Uh, why don't you favorite us on your podcast app of choice or uh, rate us on the Apple podcast app? 
maybe give us a review or share it with a friend. Yeah. Be nice, wouldn't it? No, that would be a wise move from you guys. <laughs> um, um, so I think that's everything. Till next month, everyone. Have a great June and we'll see you then. Woof, woof. Woof, woof.